Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 48, and today we are in Luke chapter 21. I thank you for taking the time to visit this podcast, and I hope that the Lord speaks to it through His Word, and we'll jump right in. Luke chapter 21. As Jesus looked up, He saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor woman put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. I think this is an important thing to notice. So often when we give, we give with the mentality that um, this is this is the extra that we have to to give, rather than what we see with this with this poor woman. She gave all she had, and and I think that the way that we enter into giving, I believe that there is there is a noticeable difference that God assigns to our giving when it's done out of the place of um, this is everything that we have rather than this is the extra that we have to give. I think there's two ways that that can be approached. Now, if you notice carefully, um, Jesus didn't condemn those who were rich that were putting in gifts or giving out of their abundance, but he did say that she, this poor widow, has put in more. So he he actually was quantifying the difference between the two and and how how Jesus quantified it is actually seems backwards to what we would um, how we would assess it is we we look on the surface at you know who, what was more we, we're very surface driven whereas what Jesus she, he identified that actually she gave more because from the posture of her giving it was identified as more. Okay. Verse 5. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. 
Jesus is here is um, prophesying the destruction of the temple. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I am he, meaning I am the Messiah. And many will come in my name claiming the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues. Now, keep... Keep close attention to what Jesus is saying and to whom he is speaking. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. Jesus isn't speaking metaphorically. He's speaking directly and contextually to his audience. And you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, and sisters, relatives, and friends. And they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm, and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. 
for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation... Okay, pay close attention to this. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Notice that. Remember, to whom is Jesus speaking? It's his audience that are in earshot of him in that day he was speaking. He says, truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away Until all these things, what things? All those things that he's spoken already in that discussion, in his uh, speaking of that, of the destruction of the temple and all of those things that would come to pass. That sound very kind of how we identify it as this apocalyptic uh, component or aspect. Jesus says, truly, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening He went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. So without going into too much for the sake of time, I've mentioned this previously in in other episodes recently. Um, I'm working on putting together, uh, finalizing um, a book that I've written that is discussing end-time events and how I believe that we have misunderstood um, what Scripture has said and then as a byproduct that we have incorrectly taught it. And this is really a kind of a misunderstanding that we've seen in the past in we'll say more more globally 100 years, but maybe even 50 or 60 years, 
But um, I, I believe that as I've really combed through what Scripture teaches about the end times and how we are to come to understand it, I believe that there's many holes in our understanding and misperceptions of what the Bible has to say about the matter. So um, I really am eager to get this back to finalize some of the editing process. So uh, look for that uh, to be coming, um, Lord willing, soon. And, um, and then just kind of in closing here, this last section in verse 37 and 38, it, we read that Jesus was teaching at the temple. Each day he was teaching at the temple. And each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives has a very special place um, in the heart of God um, of fondness. And so you, we, we can see kind of in this Jesus caring about his, his mandate, uh, he, conducting himself in that which the, that the Father has assigned him to do. And then when the evening time comes, he goes and spends the night on the hill. I can see inside of that this um, this idea of intimacy in Jesus spending the night on the hill. I, I believe that when we ascend the hill, who will ascend uh, the mount of the Lord, ascending the hill is a picture of the journey of intimacy. And it's about walking with the Lord. So Jesus spending the night on the hill is this, is this picture of uh, proximity and nearness and intimacy. So Jesus is walking in his intention, in his purpose. He's teaching. He's doing it faithfully because it says every day or each day he's doing that. And the people you, we see are eager and hungry to hear him teach, to hear what he has to say. But we also know that he says only what the Father says. He's not, um, he's not interested in his own agenda. He's interested in fulfilling the desire and the mission of what the Father wants him to say to his people. So I think we'll end it with that. And I appreciate you taking the time to join me with Luke chapter 21. And tomorrow we will be jumping into Luke chapter 22 as we approach the end of our 24 days of walking through the 24 chapters of Luke. So I bless you. And until next time, I'll see you. I would trade a million life